Hello, welcome to episode 41 of the Oikos Family Podcast. I'm Sonia Wood, and today I want to share with you more about the treasures and the rewards of home education. I specifically am focusing on this because we are nearing the end of the year, and I want to just encourage you to be very intentional about finding those rewards and those treasures that are there, even if you don't feel them or see them, or you maybe doubt or you maybe wonder, oh my goodness, is this even worthwhile? Am I doing the best that should be being done? And there could be lots of doubtful questions in your mind. And I'm hoping that those will be dispelled when I share with you that it is worth persevering and it is worth continuing on this journey because the rewards are many, many, many. But of course, rewards come when we have been intentional about things. I mean, obviously, we're not going to be rewarded for the value of orderliness if we're totally disorganized. Um, I shared about that in the podcasts from through the month of October because our October focus was all about orderliness, but November is all about treasures because I want to encourage you near the end of this year to just find those treasures. And I wanted today spend some time on sharing with you practical ways of gathering those treasures and actually being aware of the rewards that are coming to you or you already have. I'm sure, I'm sure those of you who are listening as a parent perhaps or even the children you are experiencing rewards in home education already. But I want you to know that there's more to come because I have experienced having home educated all the way through being partially home educated myself and then home educating um, our children all the way to their adult lives. The rewards are numerous. So in episode 40, I did share um, about one of our greatest treasures and rewards being spending time in God's word. And I wanted to just speak a little bit practically about that now. One of the most practical things I can say to you, now this might not sound practical because it's not actually giving you physical practical things to do, but <laughs> this is something that came up a few times um, over the years. But to me, being practical about spending time in God's Word is actually learning how to apply it. To me, that's been very practical. You've probably picked up by now that um, we have lived KONOS, and KONOS is just the the core curriculum, if you want to call it that, or we call it the heart of um, the curriculum we used, and that we, when we, that is when we were home educating, and that is what would happen is we would read from God's Word and we would um, read something or about something along the lines about being orderly, for example. Let me p- carry on from October's focus. And then we would actually practice being orderly people. That to me has been very practical. Okay. And so we would practice being orderly. And to be able to practice it really efficiently and effectively, we would um, use the Konos manual because there was a whole unit on being orderly. Um, on orderliness and training the characteristic of orderliness and being transformed more into God's image and being orderly people. So what I wanted to share with you is to say that when you're reading God's word to your children, when you're spending time in his word, I don't see that necessarily as having to understand everything you're reading from his word. You know, take it to pieces and try and expound on it and understand 
what it means, because my experience of God's word is it means something different in different seasons and different times of life. So it would be wrong of me, I would feel, to try and explain to a five-year-old what this particular scripture mean is meaning when there's a 15-year-old in the room and a 50-year-old in the room, because it's going to have a different meaning to each person. But at the end of the day, the the word is the word and it brings life and it brings a different understanding or a different meaning to each person in their different seasons of life. So this is what we used to do. We used to take the word and we would spend time in it and then we would try and be as practical as we could with that word as and bring it into a practical application. So if we were um, reading in the word and it was um, there was something about do not lie, or something about keeping order, or be patient with one another, or love one another. I mean, that is huge. If the word says love one another, that's going to mean something completely different to different age children. And how do they actually apply that and put it into practical living? How do they now bring that word into action? Um, So that is quite something to grasp for a very young child. But a parent, once the parent has read that and spent time in the word where it's all about loving one another and that's the greatest commandment, we must love one another and so on. Now you're moving through the day and through the week and you've read this word to your children and now you experience something where one of the little children is perhaps not showing um, kindness and love to another. And now you can use this word and said, now you remember when we read from the Bible, and God told us we must love one another. Now, this is how we can. And you can actually turn that situation um, that your children, that you've experienced in that moment where you weren't experiencing love, you weren't seeing love in action, and you can actually help your children practically to exercise love and what, how to do that. Give them some ways of how to do that. For example, maybe they need to go and show a kindness to the person that they've just pushed over or or um, shoved or, or pulled or yelled at or done something that wasn't loving, not showing an act of love towards the other. And now you can actually help that child to be loving towards the person that they weren't. And you can then show them the reward that comes from that because we are blessed when we fulfill God's word and when we are obedient to his word. He blesses us. But when we're not, well, then the blessing doesn't come. So there's like an absence of blessing <laughs> when, when we aren't being practically applying God's word. So I wanted to share that with you today and encourage you this week to find moments to help your children to be practical and yourself as well, practical about applying the word. Uh, something that's just come to me now is um, at one of our mom's retreats, one of the things, not one of our mom's retreats, many of them actually, there's been a, something that comes up and that is when moms become exasperated and they find themselves raising their voice or yelling and then they feel terrible about it. They feel awful that they shouted at their children. And in this instance, this is what I say to the moms. I said, if that's happened, you can actually say to the children, you know, in God's word, he says that we must speak gently with one another. And I haven't really been speaking gently with you children today. And so th- you see what has happened is there's strife in our home now, and you're unhappy and I'm unhappy. And you see, there the, aren't the blessings that we could be experiencing 
if I had spoken gently and kindly to you. So now I'm going to practice speaking gently to you for the rest of the day. And I really want you to be attentive and listen um, to me when I speak gently, because that's how God wants it to be in our household and in our home. And let's see how we can be blessed. Let's experience God's blessing when we're obedient to his word. Now, it could be that half an hour later or a few minutes later that you have a situation that arises that causes you to raise your voice again. But because of the fact that you've said to your children, we need to practice speaking gently to one another, see the practice, the practical application, and then you don't do that. You yourself, the parent, aren't being that example. I'm not saying you not. I'm just using this as an example. And what would happen with that then is you can't just overlook it and you can't just spend the rest of the day being angry and shouting at the children because you have actually said to them, this is what God said and this is what we need to practice. And so now they are aware of it, you are aware of it. So the moment you raise your voice in a manner that is not how God would like us to be speaking to our children, then immediately that conviction should be there, we hope, you know, because now you're going to be aware. You see, there's this intentional awareness of the fact that you have spoken loudly, you know, raised your voice and just previously to that, you had said to the children, we're going to speak kindly and gently to one another. So now it's heartened in you that that's not okay and you now need to attend to it again. In fact, I witnessed this not so long ago, and this is perhaps why I am speaking to you about it, because I witnessed this whereby I saw the child saying to their mother, Mommy, you said we mustn't shout. You see, so it was quite interesting because the child pointed out to the mother that you you shouting. And had the mother not spent that time before saying this is not what how God wants us to communicate with one another, then the child would it would just be normal to the child for the mother to be yelling at them because that's just how it is. They wouldn't know any different because that's what how it would be in their household, for example. And I'm, I'm telling you all this because we've had these conversations at mothers' retreats where the mothers have said, my parents just yelled all the time. And so now it's like normal for this parent who's now raising her children at home um, and she's really struggling to break this in her, whereby it's just very, very normal for her just to yell. And she's not wanting that because she sees that it's not it's not particularly kind or nice, and she doesn't like the result of it. And so now she's trying to find how does she stop that? And, you know, how does she stop that happening? And then that is when I would say, Go to the Word, read the Word, read it out loud, read it to your children, see what God says to you about that, and then start applying it. And don't expect just to get it right. Don't expect just to instantly stop yelling at your children because it takes practice. It takes practice to be practical and obedient, just like we shared about orderliness. You're not going to just automatically suddenly become orderly if you are disorganized. It takes practice. You need to um, spend time, one little step at a time, and just getting better and better at, at that particular skill. Just like anything, reading, maths, whatever it is. You know, it's, you can encourage your children in that, by the way. Well, obviously, you know that already, but, you know, they might be struggling in, a, in an area, and you can just say to them, well, you know, it's going to take a little time, but we will just keep practicing it, and you'll see that it will get better. But if we just give up, well, then we're not going to develop that skill. 
And it's the same with our areas of our character that we want to improve. We want our patience to improve. We want to be um, be more and more transformed into the image of Christ. And how do we do that without being intentional about it? So I was sharing all this with you today just to remind you of the treasure in it and the rewards that come to you when you spend time in the Word and when you practice it and when you're practical about it and you put it into practice and become practical about what you have heard and read aloud to your children from the Word. And this is the best encouragement I can give you in saying to you that spending time in the Word is the place where you will find the treasure. And so I know I go on and on about it, and I know I bring so much emphasis to it, but the truth of the matter for our own experience is the fact that had we not done that and had we and if we didn't have that, we would not have, I would not be experiencing the rewards and treasures I do today um, if I hadn't done that, you know, spend time in the Word like that. Because if I'd spend time in other things, you know, more time in the other lessons. I don't know how those would be, how I would be experiencing now today when my children are adults. I don't know how I'd be experiencing those as being rewards, ongoing rewards. I don't experience it. I don't experience the ongoing reward of how far our children got in their in their maths lessons and how well they did or didn't do or whether they struggled or not. It's a it's not an ongoing reward. I don't know. That's just um, that's just my experience. Okay, so I wanted to share with you my experiences of the ongoing rewards that I have now, even all these years later, even after we finished home educating, the rewards I had while we were home educating and those that just continue to give. So I just hope this has been encouraging to you and I thank you so much for stopping by and listening and that I could share with you today. I look forward to sharing with you in next week's podcast. Bye for now.